Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message from our special guest. Minggu ini saya akan berbagi mengenai bagaimana kita bisa sukses sekalipun seakan semuanya menentang kita. Dan pagi ini kita akan melihat sebuah tokoh di perjanjian lama. Dan kadang-kadang susah gitu ya untuk nyambungin kita dengan tokoh di Alkitab karena rasanya zamannya beda, orangnya beda, susah nyambungin kadang-kadang. Tapi sebenarnya kita sebagai manusia tidak begitu berubah banyak selama ini. Kita pikirkan sejenak mengenai pemerintahan di muka bumi ini. Bayangin pemerintahannya begitu kuasa, begitu kuat. Dan pemerintahannya itu begitu mempengaruhi seluruh dunia ini. Sangat kuat tapi juga sangat korupsinya juga kuat juga. Ya dan ada agama cuman agamanya bahasa basi lah kira-kira gitu. Dari luar kelihatannya wow, dari dalam ya begitulah. Dan pemimpinnya sangat-sangat arogan. Dan dia pikir bangsa besar karena dia nih. Anda pikir itu negara yang ada di buka bumi ini yang hadir? Mungkin Anda pikir ada negara yang lain ya dalam pikiran Anda. Yang saya maksud pagi ini adalah Empire Babylonia. Dan pagi hari ini kita bicara mengenai Daniel. Jadi kalau orang yang berhasil saat semuanya seakan gak mungkin yaitu adalah Daniel ini. Jadi si Daniel ini ditangkap saat Babylonia sedang berkuasa. Jadi si Daniel aslinya dari keluarga keluarga kerajaan saat di Yerusalem. Jadi dia dari keluarga yang sangat terpandang, tiba-tiba dia jadi budak. Dia mesti belajar uh, kebudayaan lain, tentangan dengan tradisi orang-orang Yahudi. Dan dia diambil dari keluarganya, jadi dia benar-benar kehilangan segalanya. And then, if you're familiar with his story, he interprets uh, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and he's made the uh, one of the top people in the nation. So he's put in charge of the whole nation. Dan dia menafsirkan mimpi raja sehingga dia menjadi orang yang paling top di negara itu. But then, after he gets put in charge of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar goes crazy, and Daniel loses his position. Dan tiba-tiba Raja Nebuchadnezzar menjadi gila lah gitu, nggak tahu kenapa, dan Daniel jatuh lagi. But then he gets another chance uh, to, to prosper under uh, King Belshazzar, the son of King Nebuchadnezzar, when he interprets the writing on the wall. Dan 
ada suatu peristiwa saat ra, anaknya raja Nebuchadnezzar itu diterjemahkan arti tulisan di tembok oleh Daniel. So Belshazzar is having a party, they see a handwriting on the wall and Daniel is summoned to interpret the writing. Dan Belshazzar melihat ada uh, membuat lukisan di dinding dan Daniel datang menerjemahkannya, mengartikannya. He interprets it and then he gets named the third highest person in charge of the country. Dan karena itu dia mendapat uh, jabatan ketiga tertinggi di negara itu. But then that very night, King Belshazzar is killed and the empire goes to King Darius the Mede. So Daniel once again loses his position. Dan malam itu raja raja terbunuh dan Daniel kehilangan lagi posisi itu. And then uh, King Darius sees Daniel's potential. He wants to give him more power, but the other officials they get jealous and they throw him in the lion's den. Dan saat zamannya Raja Darius yang melihat potensi di Daniel, tapi temannya Raja Raja Darius ini cemburu dan Daniel dilemparkan ke gua singa. And we know that Daniel doesn't get eaten by the lions, and it says in the Bible that after the lion's den incident, he prospered during the reign of King Darius. Dan Daniel untungnya tidak dimakan oleh oleh singa itu, dan Daniel naik lagi posisinya. So you see that Daniel goes through these kind of waves of success in his life. He is successful and then he loses it all and then he prospers again and he loses it all. Jadi kehidupannya seperti roda ya, kadang naik, kadang turun, kadang naik, kadang turun. And I think a lot of us can relate to that in our own lives. Dan itu sama dengan kehidupan kita kayaknya ya. Happens all the time in business if you you're a business owner, or you work in a company, the economy is going great and then all of a sudden the stock market crashes. Ya terjadi juga dalam usaha kita, bisnis kita, kadang-kadang bagus marketnya, kadang-kadang marketnya terjun bebas. You build a hotel in Bali and then the volcano goes off or we have an earthquake. Bikin hotel bagus di Bali, ada gunung meletus, sepi lagi hotelnya. It happens in our relationships too, you know, you're you're seeing this new person and it's headed in the right direction and then they get a job somewhere else and have to move away. Dan kalau PDKT juga gitu ya, baru mulai dekat, eh dia jauh lagi gitu, pergi. Uh, Or you know maybe it's with your kids. You finally figure out you know a routine or figure out a way to handle them, and then they go through puberty. Dan saat anak-anak kita sendiri kita udah ngerti kayaknya oh gini musi anak sama anak saya. Cuman tiba-tiba anaknya berubah tumbuh lagi, lain lagi caranya. So we we really go through all of these mountain tops and valleys in our lives. Ya kita kadang-kadang di puncak gunung, kadang-kadang di lembah yang paling dalam naik turun. And so today I want to take a look at Daniel's life and some habits that he had that helped him prosper even when the odds were against him through all of these changes. Nah kita akan belajar pada pagi hari gimana kita akan terus bisa berbuah saat semuanya seakan-akan berubah-ubah dan menentang kita. So, uh, first we'll, we'll take a look at Daniel 6. The first thing that I see about Daniel is that Daniel was very consistent. Pertama kita lihat di kitab Daniel 6, kita akan lihat bahwa Daniel amat sangat konsisten. So, in Daniel 6, uh, we see that this is after um, the king has or has signed the decree that it's illegal to pray to any other god except for the, the king. Jadi ini terjadi setelah dikeluarkan sebuah mandat bahwa itu hal terlarang untuk menyembah Tuhan lain selain menyembah raja. So before, sorry, the officials they're looking for something to make the king sign this. And so we'll read from Daniel 6, if I can have Donald read in Bahasa here. Daniel 6 ayat 4. Kemudian para pejabat tinggi dan wakil raja itu mencari alasan dakwaan terhadap Daniel dalam hal pemerintahan. Tetapi mereka tidak mendapatkan alasan apapun atau sesuatu kesalahan. Sebab ia setia dan tidak ada didapati sesuatu kelalaian atau sesuatu kesalahan padanya. So basically they're trying to find a way, you know, the only way that they can capture Daniel is something related to 
to his religion. Jadi caranya untuk mendapatkan Daniel ini menjebak dia ya harus berhubungan dengan kepercayaan Daniel ini. Because Daniel didn't do any bad stuff really. Karena Daniel ini sempurna banget dalam mentaati hukum. Another translation of the scripture says that the, they were trying to dig up a scandal on Daniel. Dan di terjemahan lain di, berusaha dicari ada skandal apa nih? And we, we see this all the time in politics, don't we? Dan kita ngelihat hal yang sama dalam politik sehari-hari kan? I mean, I, I personally don't really follow politics, but you hear about, oh, you know, this this governor did this five years ago, he had an affair. Saya sebenarnya nggak terlalu peduli dengan politik, cuma kita dengar beritanya tiap hari ya, ada gubernur yang ini punya affair, yang itu punya cerita ini. And they usually go all the way back. There was recently one I think that they were looking all the way back to this guy's high school, what he did in high school. Dan kadang-kadang itu dicari balik gosipnya sampai zamannya dia di SMA dulu dicari-cari. So they're looking at every they're trying to find every um, bad thing that you've ever done in your life. Jadi dicari-cari kehidupannya itu apa yang salah, apa yang kurang dicari terus. But you see that here it says there was no dirt to dig up on Daniel. Tapi mereka menemukan enggak ada sedikit debu pun istilahnya dalam kehidupan Daniel. Because Daniel was consistent, he decided to do things the right way from the very beginning. Karena Daniel sangat konsisten melakukannya sejak awal sampai seumur hidupnya. He didn't say to himself, "Oh, I'm just going to be honest once I get into power. I'm going to do it the right way once I, you know, get once God gives me power." Dan dia enggak cuman, "Ah, saya mau jujur kalau saya supaya mendapatkan kekuasaan aja." Dia enggak kayak gitu. No, he was honest all the way from the beginning and God rewarded that. Dan dia jujur dari awal dan Tuhan menghargai itu. He Daniel was not an overnight success, we can Dan say. dia bukan sukses dalam semalam. And I really don't think that there is such a thing as an overnight success. Dan saya pikir enggak ada lah yang sukses cuma dalam semalam jadi sukses enggak ada lah. If you look at it, success really does come from being consistent. Dan sukses datang dari menjadi konsisten setiap saat. If you look at a like a famous singer, whoever it may be, it's not because they all of a sudden got a great voice. Kalau Anda melihat seorang penyanyi, dia enggak jadi terkenal dalam satu malam hanya karena suaranya bagus. Their success comes from consistently honing their skill over years and years and Tapi years. Tapi dia melakukan sebuah hal yang konsistensi dengan talenta dengan bakatnya terus setiap hari, setiap bulan, setiap tahun. If you look at a, a businessman, their business usually is not successful because of one overnight thing, it's because they've been consistently innovating. Dan bisnis itu juga enggak sukses dengan seketika, cuman adanya inovasi terus-menerus, ada ketaatan selalu. Consistently dreaming up what what the next new thing will be. Konsisten terus berpikir apa yang akan baru, apa yang selanjutnya, apa yang akan datang. And I guarantee you, any successful businessman has come up with more than their fair share of bad ideas. Dan mereka akan tampil dengan hadir dengan selalu yang baru dan baru lagi. But they consistently innovated. Tapi mereka terus selalu berinovasi. A successful relationship comes from consistently putting in time with that person. Hubungan yang baik adalah hubungan yang terus saling menghargai secara konsistensi. I love this quote, small things consistently over time lead to big things. One more time. Small things Hal kecil consistently over time yang dilakukan secara terus menerus lead to big things. Akan mengarah kepada hal yang besar. And we know this to be true, let's say from a physical standpoint, right? Like working out. Seperti halnya kalau kita berolahraga gitu ya, berlatih di gym. If you go to the gym tomorrow and work out for four hours, it's not going to affect your weight. Kalau anda pergi ke gym besok cuma olahraga sebentar, nggak ada hasilnya. But if you work out 
consistently a few times a week for several months in a row, you'll notice a change. Kalau tiap hari Anda konsistensi olahraga selama beberapa minggu, baru kelihatan hasilnya. And this is this is the time of year when we often set, you know, New Year's resolutions, goals for what we want to do this year. Dan ini yang sering kita lakukan ini yang saya mau lakukan setiap setiap hari dalam tahun ini. And I think sometimes the reason why we struggle to be consistent with uh, working towards these goals is because we set our our goals so high and we try to change our entire life all at once. Dan kadang-kadang kesulitan kita kita untuk memenuhi konsistensi ini karena kita menetapkan mimpinya, goalnya tuh terlalu tinggi dan jauh gitu ya. You're not going to be able to change your life all in one day. Kita nggak bisa merubah hidup kita semua dalam waktu satu hari saja. But if you start with a small thing consistently over time. Tapi kita lakukan hal-hal kecil dengan konsistensi sepanjang hari, sepanjang waktu. It's like my husband Daniel, uh, sometimes he says I'm going to go on a no rice diet. Ya, Daniel suami saya suka bilang, "Oke, okay, saya mau diet, enggak mau makan nasi," katanya. Not eat rice at all. Enggak mau makan nasi sama sekali. And usually it works for about I said one week, but he said two weeks, two weeks. Ya, satu dua minggu lah lumayan berhasil kadang-kadang. <laughs> but then it it fails. <laughs> Ya, tapi ya balik lagi. My, my suggestion is maybe instead next time, dear Daniel, start off with one meal a day where you don't eat rice. Mungkin saran saya kepada suami saya tercinta Daniel, mungkin dimulai dari satu hari hanya satu kali aja nggak makan nasi. And he eats five meals a day, so this is very doable. Dan dia makan lima kali soalnya sehari. I love you, Daniel. You're the dia best. Dia cinta kamu. So we can start small, pick a small step. That will help you move toward your big goal for this year. Jadi pilihlah langkah-langkah kecil saja, cuman konsistensi lakukan terus menerus. And be consistent with that. Be consistent in your character. Dan konsisten di situ dan juga dalam karakter anda. And I believe that we can also be like Daniel in this if we do that. Dan kita percaya kita akan seperti Daniel untuk bisa melakukan hal itu. The second thing that I see in Daniel is that he is faithful in prayer. Hal kedua yang saya lihat dari Daniel, dia adalah sangat-sangat amat taat dalam hal berdoa. So again, we'll, we'll go back to Daniel 6. Now this is after the king has signed the decree, you cannot pray to anyone but me. Jadi ini terjadi setelah mandat itu ditandatangan bahwa nggak boleh menyembah Tuhan lain selain Raja. And so we'll read from Daniel 6:10 and 11. Kita baca dari Daniel 6 ayat 10. Demi didengar Daniel bahwa surat perintah itu telah dibuat, pergilah ia ke rumahnya. Dalam kamar atasnya ada tingkap-tingkap yang terbuka ke arah Yerusalem. Tiga kali sehari ia berlutut, berdoa, serta memuji Allahnya. Seperti yang biasa dilakukannya. Lalu orang-orang itu bergegas-gegas masuk dan mendapati Daniel sedang berdoa dan, ber, dan bermohon kepada Allahnya. So I see, the first thing you see here is that Daniel's Prayer life is so faithful, so consistent again that even his enemies knew exactly when and where he would be praying. Every Saya lihat di sini kehidupan doanya Daniel sangat taat, sangat konsistensi sehingga orang lain aja bisa nebak kapan dia berdoa. I mean that's amazing. I don't think any of you guys would know when I pray. Ini sangat luar biasa karena nggak ada yang tahu mungkin kapan saya berdoa. You know, if someone was trying to to come kill me like these guys, they they wouldn't know where to find me. Kalau orang bunuh saya, dia nggak akan tahu kapan saya berdoa waktunya. But Daniel had such a powerful prayer life that everyone around him knew when he was he would be praying. Tapi Daniel punya suatu yang kuat dengan doanya, dengan taat sehingga orang-orang sampai tahu kapan dia berdoa. And the amazing, another amazing part of this is that praying three times a day was not mandated by the Jewish religion. 
Dan kita lihat di sini berdoa tiga kali sehari itu sebenarnya nggak diharuskan oleh adat istiadat orang Yahudi. As we know, there are some religions that decree how many times you need to pray a day, but this was just something Daniel chose to do. Jadi setiap agama beda-beda, cuman ini sesuatu yang Daniel lakukan secara konsistensi. And we see that he doesn't only pray when he's in trouble. I mean, in this passage he's in trouble, but we see that it says as usual every day he was giving thanks to God. Dan dia berdoa kalau nggak hanya dalam masalah, tapi dia berdoa setiap saat. Daniel was a very very powerful man. He was the top man in the country almost or on his way to be and he still humbled himself and got on his knees and prayed. Daniel orang yang punya jabatan tinggi di pemerintahan, tapi dia merendahkan hati dirinya di hadapan Tuhan untuk berdoa. So I think that's just, I mean, something for me at least, and I think for us to aspire to is is to be so faithful in prayer that even others know when we're praying, and to be so humble that we can get on our knees no matter who we are or what position we're in. Dan biar ini menjadi inspirasi buat kita bahwa setinggi apapun jabatan kita, kita terus bisa berdoa dengan kerendahan hati, dengan taat kepada Tuhan. Now I'm not saying that, you know, we need to pray three times a day to be successful. That's not my Saya point. Saya gak bilang berdoa tiga hari supaya sukses, enggak seperti itu. But my point is, is to be faithful, to choose a, a time or to choose, you know, some commitment of, of prayer so that we are spending time with the Lord every day. Tapi poin saya di sini adalah pilih hari, pilih waktu, jam yang khusus untuk berdoa setiap hari kepada Tuhan. And I know you're busy. Saya tahu kita semua sibuk. I know you have a lot of work to do. Kita punya banyak kerjaan. I know you have kids that are driving you nuts. Kita punya anak-anak yang bikin kita pusing lah. Gitu. I know you have a spouse that you have to take care of and a family to provide for. Kita punya pasangan yang harus kita jaga. But I think if Daniel, who was basically running a nation, found time to pray three times a day. Then we can also. Nah, kalau Daniel yang harus mengurus sebuah kerajaan negara yang begitu besar, dia bisa menemukan waktu, apalagi kita. If Jesus, who had 12 guys constantly nagging him all the time, and hundreds of people chasing him everywhere he went, still found time to pray and spend time with his father, then we can too. Seperti Yesus sangat saat beribu-ribu orang terus mengikuti dia, mengejar dia, tapi dia tetap punya waktu dikhususkan untuk berdoa kepada Bapaknya di surga. And we see several times throughout the book of Daniel that it says God gave Daniel special wisdom and even it says unusual aptitude for many skills. I think this definitely came from the amount of time that he spent with the Lord every day. Dan kalau kita perhatikan Daniel mempunyai hikmat dan punya pengetahuan yang melebihi orang lain, saya percaya itu lahir karena waktu doa-doanya dia kepada Tuhan. So being faithful in prayer in the mountaintops and in the valley is so important for success. Jadi tetap dalam doa dengan taat baik saat senang maupun saat lagi susah tetap berdoa. So the third thing that we see from Daniel is that he had fellowship. Hal ketiga yang Daniel punya adalah dia punya sebuah fellowship, hubungan. We'll take a look at Daniel 1 here 1:6 and 8. Donald if you can Kita read that. di Daniel 1:6 6 dan 8. Di antara mereka itu ada juga beberapa orang Yehuda, yakni Daniel, Hanaya atau Sadrak, Misael atau Mesak, dan Azaria atau Abednego. Daniel berketetapan untuk tidak menajiskan dirinya dengan santapan raja dan dengan anggur yang biasa diminum raja. Dimintanyalah kepada pemimpin pegawai istana itu supaya ia tidak usah menajiskan dirinya. So we see that when Daniel was taken captive, he was also taken with three other guys. Jadi waktu si Daniel ditangkap ini ada tiga orang temannya ikut dengan dia. 
And they pretty much stuck together from what we can see in, in the story of Daniel. Dan mereka ya mau nggak mau ya bertiga berempatan terus dengan selama cerita ini. They went through a lot. I mean, if you can imagine just being ripped away from your family and thrown into this new culture, they they lost everything. Dan mereka sangat sulit waktunya. Mereka sangat susah bayangin dari keluarga Kerajaan tiba-tiba masuk ke dalam tahanan seperti ini, kehilangan segalanya, sangat sulit buat mereka. Dan saat susah seperti ini, mereka tetap bersama sebagai teman dan dalam fellowship yang indah. And so we see the first way that they supported each other was in this the Daniel fast as we call it now. Jadi yang mensupport keadaan ini kita bilang adalah faktanya dari Daniel. So the scripture doesn't talk about this but I I wonder if if Daniel's friends really actually wanted to abstain from the king's food. Ya, di Alkitab mungkin enggak dibilang, cuman mungkin teman-temannya pikir apa iya mesti kita nolak makanan raja yang enak. Gitu. Okay, yeah, just imagine it. I mean, okay, so they were taken, they were from noble families. So, you know, they probably had some pretty good food going on before Jerusalem was conquered and then they were made slaves and then from slaves they were taken uh, to this special training and then they were offered food from the king's palace. Dan sebelumnya saat mereka di Yerusalem sebelum ditaklukan, makanannya pasti enak-enak di sana. Kemudian dia ditangkap dan harus ikut uh, tata, tata caranya orang uh, kerajaan baru ini pasti hal yang sulit buat mereka. I imagine that they, you know, being from noble families, they were probably used to a certain, you know, lifestyle, certain level of of food. Saat dulu masih di keluarga kerajaan, pasti gaya hidupnya, pelayannya, menu makanannya enak-enak pasti itu. And Daniel says, let's only eat vegetables and drink water. Dan tiba-tiba Daniel ngomong, ayo mari hanya makan sayur-sayuran dan minum air putih aja. I wonder if they really wanted to, I mean I'm sure the king had like babi guling, you know, bacon, all the, all the things that you know are not kosher but super delicious. Padahal di rajanya punya makanan yang enak gitu loh, kayak babi guling, kayak crispy bacon gitu ya. Yeah, enak-enak. if if it were me, I really wouldn't want to say no. I'd be like, I'm sure God forgives me. Kalau buat saya susah nih nolaknya yang bikin ngiler soalnya. But you see that Daniel asks them to join him. He he pretty much, I don't know if he asked them. He's like, guys, let's do this. But they support him and they do this fast with him. Secara nggak langsung Daniel ngajak mereka gitu, tapi kita nggak lihat bahwa teman-temannya menolak ajakan ini. And then uh, they find out after that that Nebuchadnezzar has his dream and he wants the wise men to interpret it. They can't interpret it so he wants to kill all the wise men. Jadi kemudian Nebuchadnezzar mendapat mimpi dan cari orang yang bisa menerjemahkan, cuman enggak ada yang bisa sehingga dia mau bunuh semua orang yang berhikmat di negara itu. So Daniel calls a prayer meeting with his friends. Jadi Daniel bilang, "Ayo kita kumpul, kita berdoa ayo sama-sama sama temannya." And in this prayer meeting, God reveals the meaning of the dream to Daniel. Dan dalam doa bersama ini Tuhan menyatakan arti mimpi raja. And after that, uh, after he reveals the dream to Nebuchadnezzar, he's put in charge of the nation. Dan saat Daniel berhasil mengartikan mimpi raja, dia jadi pemimpin lagi di negara itu. And so you see God rewards them for sticking together and being faithful. Jadi Tuhan menghargai mereka karena mereka berfellowship bersama terus dalam keadaan yang susah. And when Daniel gets put in charge of Babylon, he actually requests to the king that he also put Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in power. Dan saat Daniel udah jadi posisi yang tinggi, dia enggak lupa temannya, dia minta kepada raja supaya teman-temannya ini pun diajak dalam pemerintahannya. So not only is Daniel successful, but he brings his friends along with him. 
Jadi bukan hanya Daniel yang sukses seorang diri, tapi dia bawa temannya sukses bersama dia. So I think here the, the message is really for me to be successful we do definitely need the support of others. We are created to be in community. Jadi di sini kalau kita mau sukses, saya rasa sangat amat perlu untuk mendapatkan support dukungan dari keluarga dan teman-teman kita. But fellowship is not only important, you know, so that we can get other people's support to be successful. Tapi lebih daripada itu bukan hanya sekedar untuk mendapatkan support dari fellowship ini. Fellowship is so important once we have the success. What's success if we can't enjoy it with others? Tapi penting karena apa? Kalau kita udah sukses tapi nggak punya teman, apa artinya kesuksesan itu? So we need others, we need fellowship to be successful and to enjoy the fruits Jadi of success. Jadi kita perlu fellowship untuk sukses dan menikmatinya bersama-sama. So if you're not in a connect group, get in one. Jadi nggak bisa sendirian. So the the last uh, thing that I want to talk about here that I see in Daniel is that Daniel was bold. Hal terakhir yang saya lihat di sini adalah saya lihat Daniel begitu berani. He spoke the truth and he did what was right even when it was hard. Dia menyatakan apa yang dia dia yakini benar sekalipun itu susah untuk dirinya. I mean, we just talked about it. The coaster fast that was bold and difficult, but he did it. Sorry. The, we just talked about the fast and not eating the king's food. Okay. Ya, kita bicara tadi begitu susah menolak makanan raja, cuma tetap dilakukan. When he interprets King Nebuchadnezzar's second dream about the tree, uh, we see that the message for the king is actually really, really bad. It basically the the message of the dream is that the king's going to go insane. Bahkan saat dia mengartikan mimpi raja, arti mimpi raja ini hal yang sangat mengerikan dan sangat-sangat tidak bagus. But Daniel just tells it, he lays it out like it is. He doesn't, he's not afraid to tell the king. Tapi Daniel sampaikan aja, dia nggak takut rajanya marah. The same with the writing on the wall for King Belshazzar. It's uh, the writing on the wall. The message for the king was, God has numbered the days of your reign, brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the balance and you have not measured up. Can you imagine saying that to the most powerful man in the world? Jadi saat dia menafsirkan tulisan yang ada di dinding itu berisi bahwa umurnya raja ini gak panjang lagi. Nah dia ngomong gitu ke raja kan ngeri-ngeri sedep ini gitu ya. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be tempted to kind of sugarcoat that message. Kalau saya mungkin saya bikin supaya enggak terlalu serem pesannya gitu. But Daniel doesn't. He says it right out. Tapi dia enggak, dia nyatakan apa yang sebenarnya. And we see that he's bold to keep praying even when he knows it's it may get him killed. Dan dia tetap berdoa sekalipun dia tahu ada yang memperhatikan dan dia akan ditangkap. And every time that he stands against the authorities and he's bold, he does so proclaiming the name of his God. Dan saat dia berhadapan bertentangan dengan pemerintahan, dia tetap memproklamirkan nama Tuhan dalam hidupnya. When he's talking to King Nebuchadnezzar, he says, "No wise men know about this dream. No wise men can tell you, but there's a God who reveals secrets." Saat dia katakan enggak ada yang bisa mengartikan mimpimu kecuali Tuhan. When King Belshazzar wants the writing on the wall interpreted, he said, "I'll give you gifts if you can do it." And Daniel says, "Keep your gifts. God wants you to know what this is." Saat mengartikan tulisan di dinding mau dikasih hadiah nih si Daniel dia bilang enggak perlu karena Tuhan yang mengartikan yang buat engkau. Daniel is bold to proclaim his God and the power of his God. Daniel begitu berani menyatakan nama Tuhan dan kemuliaan Tuhan dalam hidupnya. He's bold to follow his convictions and do what is right in the eyes of God. Dan dia melakukan dengan berani sekalipun ada tuduhan dia lakukan dengan berani. I believe every situation has an easy way out, right? Ya, dalam setiap Keadaan gak selalu ada jalan keluar yang mudah. We can sugarcoat the message for other people. Kita mungkin bisa bikin pesannya menjadi sedikit manis buat orang lain. But that won't be, then we won't be successful in proclaiming the truth. Tapi itu mungkin bukan menjadi hal yang menyatakan kebenaran. 
We can fudge our business reports, but that's not an honest way to do business. Ya kita bisa melakukan hal-hal yang praktek yang enggak bagus dalam bisnis, cuman bukan itu cara anak Tuhan berbisnis. We can avoid telling our spouse about any unfaithful thoughts or actions we've had, but that doesn't lead to a successful marriage. Kita enggak bisa ngomong, mungkin kita bisa menyembunyikan hal-hal yang kita bikin salah terhadap pasangan kita, cuma itu enggak membawa kita kepada hubungan yang indah. And you can do what everyone else is doing because it's cool or that's what society does. Kita enggak bisa bikin sesuatu yang kayaknya hal biasalah di tengah-tengah masyarakat kita. But the success stories that I hear and know about are not from people who blended in with the crowd or took the easy way out. Dan setiap kisah sukses yang saya dengar itu bukan bukan hadir, bukan terjadi dari orang-orang yang tampil berbaur biasa aja dengan masyarakat. So Daniel was bold and I believe his boldness was really what what helped contribute to his success. Dan keberanian Daniel ini sangat membawa arti besar, membawa dia menjadi orang yang sukses. So the last point that I want to make it'll be real quick is is that you know why was Daniel able to be so consistent and so faithful and and so bold? And the reason I I think is because he found strength in God's truth about who he was. Dan saya lihat mengapa Daniel bisa konsistensi, bisa berani, bisa taat, karena apa? Karena dia menemukan kebenaran Tuhan mengenai siapa dirinya. If we look at the end of the book of Daniel, he's having a lot of visions about the future and he's very discouraged because it's not looking good. Di bagian akhir kitab Daniel, dia melihat banyak sekali apa, visi mengenai masa depan, cuman dia nggak yakin karena keadaannya nggak seperti itu. There's a point where he says, I'm feel, he's feeling very weak and, and powerless. Ada saatnya dia begitu lemah, dia merasa begitu down. And then in Daniel 10:19 it says this. Dan kitab Daniel 19 mengatakan Daniel 10:19 dan berkata, "Hai engkau yang dikasihi, janganlah takut. Sejahteralah engkau, jadilah kuat." Ya, jadilah kuat. Sementara ia berbicara dengan aku, aku merasa kuat lagi dan berkata, "Berbicaralah kiranya Tuanku sebab Engkau telah memberikan aku kekuatan." So we see that after he hears these words, "You are precious to God," he is strengthened. Jadi saat dia mendengar perkataan itu yang mengatakan bahwa dia begitu berharga di hadapan Tuhan, And dia so, menjadi kuat lagi. I just want to encourage you this morning, if you're feeling weak or you're feeling like you failed, or you're not sure how you're going to be successful, be strong, be encouraged. You are precious to God. Jadi kalau hari pagi ini keadaan Anda sangat berat, nggak yakin apa yang ada di depan, tetap yakin, tetap percaya bahwa Anda berharga di hadapan Tuhan. Jadilah kuat. Maybe you feel like you've disappointed someone, you know, last year, or you didn't reach your goals. But I just want you to know that when you partner with the Lord, you can never fail because he never fails. Kalau Anda dikecewakan seseorang dan Anda gagal, jangan takut saat Anda bersama Tuhan, dia akan membuat Anda kembali berhasil. So I just want to end in a time of prayer this morning. If you feel like you need prayer um, because you're feeling weak or discouraged like Daniel was, I just want to open up the front and we'll have uh, some people up here that can pray for you. Bila Anda di antara saudara Bapak Ibu sekalian yang merasa patah semangat, putus asa, saya akan mengundang kita berdoa bersama di depan sini. And I just want you to be encouraged this morning that you are precious to God. Mengertilah ini bahwa Anda berharga di mata Tuhan. We just sang that song, Aku adalah anakmu. You are a child of God. You're so precious to Him. And He has a special goal, a special purpose for you. 
and with him you can definitely achieve it. Kita semua anak-anaknya dan bersama dia di dalam dia semua yang dia rencanakan begitu indah akan kita lalui bersama. So I'm, I'm just going to pray for everyone but if you feel like you need to come forward and get prayed for please feel free as we sing this song again uh, to come forward and let us pray for you. Kita akan berdoa bersama namun kalau merasakan perlu berdoa ke depan mari maju bersama kita berdoa. So let's bow our heads together and, and pray. Mari kita berdoa. God, you are a good father. Kau begitu baik buat kami, Bapa. God, I thank you that your love never changes. Dan cintamu kepada kami tidak pernah berubah. It never fails. Tidak pernah gagal. And there's nothing that can separate us from your love. Tidak bisa ada yang memisahkan cintamu dari kami. Lord, I just pray for all of us here right now, and I believe. You have a special purpose, Lord, for each one of us individually and also as a community. Dan Engkau mempunyai sebuah tujuan spesifik untuk setiap individu dalam ruangan ini. I pray that you reveal your purpose and and the steps you want us to take to each of us, Lord. Dan biarlah Bapa Engkau menyatakan tujuan itu kepada setiap kami dan langkah apa yang harus kami ambil. Help us to be consistent in our lives, Lord, consistent in following your ways. Ajar kami untuk selalu taat dan konsisten dalam mengikuti Engkau setiap langkahmu. Help us, Lord, to to give us a hunger, Lord, to be faithful in prayer and spend more time with you. Berikan kami kelaparan dan kehausan akan terus mau akan Engkau dalam hidup kami. Lord, I just pray for each uh, connect group that we have here, and I pray for even more over this year, God, that that we can just um, join together in our small groups to support one another. Dan saya berdoa untuk setiap connect group yang ada biar dalam grup yang kecil ini kami boleh saling menguatkan berfellowship. And God, most of all, I just pray for boldness. Boldness for all of us. Yang terakhir, saya berdoa untuk keberanian, keberanian yang daripada engkau. Just like Peter prayed and after they were persecuted for being bold, God give us more boldness. Seperti Petrus berdoa setelah dianiaya, bahkan dia berdoa berikan kami keberanian yang lebih lagi. Let us, as a community, Lord, together, each one of us proclaim the name of Jesus wherever we go. Komunitas kami bersama boleh menyerukan nama Yesus kemanapun kami pergi. God bless your people. Tuhan Strengthen them. Umatmu, berkati anak-anakmu, kuatkan mereka. And I pray that each person here will know how valuable, how precious they are in your sight. Dan saya berdoa biar setiap orang di tempat ini tahu begitu berharganya dan dicintainya setiap orang di mata Bapa. In Jesus mighty name I pray.